0: Defensor Mount Pun Lun
1: on W4C Y Radio. <laughs> 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 Wake up America! It's time for the adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Pipe Man.
0: This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm here with...
1: Franz from Attila.
0: Nice, here at Aftershock. Man, is this an incredible festival or what?
1: So far, it's awesome. I'm not going to lie, I did wake up not too long ago, so I'm just kind of getting my gears turning, but every Danny Wimmer festival we played has been awesome, and this is our first time doing Aftershock. Really? Very stoked to be here.
0: Wow. Now, when you walked into media, did you expect this massive party here?
1: Uh, no, because (laughs) all the media I've done on the other uh, festivals are, like, a little bit different. This is just, like, a 150 degrees sauna filled with tons of people.
0: And food, and free alcohol, and free coffee, and free... I'll take it. All of it. I'll take it. There you go. So, tell our listeners who may not have heard your music, how you as an artist would describe your music. Not a genre, but how you would describe it.
1: Attila is heavy music for people who like to have fun we're not I trying like to push a political narrative or trying to be like super politically correct it's just music for people that like to have fun and like heavy music basically they they call us like party metal but I just like to say we're inspired by uh, heavy metal rock and hip-hop
0: I love it see I love that blending of genres and that's why I say that because I think too many bands, there's too many sub-genres nowadays that they're pigeonholed into one little teeny box. Yeah. And I think what makes a band like yours great is having multiple influences to create a unique sound that nobody else sounds like. Agreed. You know, and there's so many bands now that they almost do use like a formula, like, this is how metalcore should sound, so use this formula. Yeah. You know, and... I think you Cookie should just sound shit. like an artist and be whatever you want to be.
1: Exactly. Agree.
0: So what was it in your life that started this whole musical journey?
1: Oh, interesting question. So um, I actually started really young. Like I started playing music when I was like 11 or 12. And I don't even come from a musical family at all. Wow. It was just that um, I would always go visit my cousins in New Jersey every summer when I was like super young. What huh what exit asbury park
0: i lived in ocean township right next to it
1: oh wow yeah yeah so you know you know exactly what i'm talking about so i would go every summer in jersey and i was super young and my cousins and their friends were a bit a little bit a couple years older than me but they had a band and they were like do you want to see our friends band uh practice in their basement nice and i went over and i was just like holy shit i didn't know like I knew what music was, but I didn't realize there's people out there, like, doing it. Right. And then I just basically, just to be completely honest, I just saw, like, how much they partied and how many girls wanted to hang out with them. And I was like, okay, this is fucking tight. Like, I want to do this no matter what. This is the best job you could have. Right. And the rest is history. I started really young and, and became a musician and figured out my craft and perfected it.
0: Yeah, like, that, that last part, you don't have to explain to me at all. My dad moved me from Jersey to california in ready 1980 oh wow and i was on the sunset strip from uh, through all the 80s and so i hear you the partying the, the life is like i would be at like motley crew parties and metallica parties where it was like just insane and i'm like oh my god this is fucking cool
1: <laughs> yeah that's so sick right love to hear it
0: Mo- my, you'll love this, too. First album I ever owned in my life I won at Seaside Heights.
1: Oh, nice. Right. Wow. The, the
0: original Kiss album.
1: My first album, I stole it from a store because I was too poor. <laughs> Oops.
0: I actually... It's funny you should say that because I don't know if you know, but back in the day, JC JCPenney used to sell albums... So, me and my friends had this brilliant idea to walk into JCPenney with a backpack <laughs> and fill it up with all the albums and leave. The first day it worked. Then we were stupid and went back the second oh, day. No. Like it was too easy the first day. I remember watching somebody, they were watching me. I knew they were watching me. I was like, fuck it anyway. And I like start booking out of the store. I see them walking faster. I could have just dropped it before leaving the store, but I was stupid. I ran out. Ran back in the mall, hid in Spencer's gifts in the back, and they, they, they got me. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. It was, but that wasn't the end of the adventure, though, because when the cops filled out the form, I, I lied on every question they gave. <laughs> oh, no. I took them to the wrong house like three times. They were pissed. But, you know, here I am.
1: Live and learn, young and dumb.
0: I know, totally. How many, how many dumb things do we do? And it's so funny when you talk to younger people, whether it be kids or otherwise, and tell, try to inform them about this. They make the stupid mistakes, too. <laughs>
1: It'll so, never end.
0: No doubt. So what do you got going on after this?
1: So right now we're actually on tour. Uh, so we're celebrating 10 years of our About That Life album, which is our nice. biggest album. So we're about halfway through the tour. We're going to go through California and then head east to Texas and then end uh, with, like, Florida and, and Atlanta, which is our hometown.
0: Very cool. Uh, and so we're in Florida because my studios are in South Florida.
1: Uh, I'm from Orlando.
0: Oh, okay. That's not too far. I'm down in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Nice. In fact, I just did uh, Pumpkin Drublick in oh, Orlando. That, that was pretty sick. cool. That's that was awesome. fun. So, tattoos. Yeah. Which one is... Either your favorite or most meaningful.
1: I would say my most meaningful is probably just my face tattoo that says manifest because it's the strongest word in the human language. And I've basically everything that's ever happened in my life is because I manifested it.
0: Man, I love that. You know why? Because I'm also a motivational speaker and people like call me like the king of manifestation yeah so, because it is such a cool word and powerful word so i
1: figured if i'm gonna tattoo a word on my face it should be the best word in the language absolutely i agree look at it every day in the mirror and get my shit done
0: or look down because yeah. it's right below your eye <laughs> like do you see it if you try real no, hard i don't <laughs> not at all i know right i'd be like i want to be able to see it <laughs> yeah so Tell everybody how they connect you guys on socials, on the web, buy your merch, check out your tour dates, all that good stuff.
1: Of course. So um, we have a website, AttilaBand.com, but Attila is spelled A-T-T-I-L-A. So AttilaBand.com, and then that links you to everything and all of our tour dates and where we're going in the world. And then, um, other than that, all of our socials. If you just look up Attila, we're we're everywhere.
0: I'm glad you said the spelling cuz somebody was asking me earlier. Is yep. it with two T's? I can't remember. I uh, I never can remember. I'm like, yes, it's two T's. Everyone
1: one L. spells it wrong. Right? Yeah. <laughs> is that two frust- T's one out? Is that
0: is that frustrating when they spell it wrong?
1: It is. And I'll give you a funny story. So, yes. funny story, it's in our contract that if we play a venue and the marquee misspells our name, they have to give us an extra $500.
0: I love that. So that's we so get,
1: smart. We end up collecting quite a few grand on each tour, but it makes people pay attention.
0: Yeah, because it happens all the time. Like, yep. how do you screw up a band's name on the, Just listen with Google. How do you do that? Just Google it. You have one job. Right? <laughs> don't I, fuck up. That's why I normally have, like, yours is easy, but I normally always have artists say their band name so I don't butcher it. It blows my mind how many interviewers will say their name wrong.
1: Yeah, that's rookie shit,
0: no doubt. If I can't, if if it's a band that I didn't know and I didn't know how to pronounce it, you know what I do? I search for interviews and listen for the band to say their name, and then yeah. I know
1: you're just a smart guy,
0: right? Like it's those little things. I'll have to research how you got your band name because I don't give a shit about that, but how you say it—that I give a shit about exactly. And and I I know if I was an artist, I'd be like really like kind of insulted like really you don't know how to say my name agreed yeah and so you guys are badass thank you man what's the craziest story craziest most badass story in your musical journey
1: oh man i'm like scared like the craziest stories i have like i can't even repeat to anyone on earth they're that crazy let's just let's just say like we're probably the last band that's like a real-life Motley Crew in today's age because everyone else is too politically correct and, and kind of toned down, And but we're pretty fucking wild.
0: So you know what I love about that? You brought up another story for me because the first club show I ever went to was Motley Crew on the Sunset Strip at the Roxy before they had an album, when they were like horror punk, not glam yet. And to your point, I after that show I was like, I'm never going to a real concert again because they were lighting the Roxy on fire trying to try and bring Satan in. And then we went over to her house afterwards and like partied like you never partied before, as you know, Motley Crue.
1: Oh yeah. I mean
0: I was at that party when Vince left with Razzle. Holy shit. Right? Wild. I know. But that you got was to
1: live through some cool times.
0: Sunset Strip, you know what they say. If you remember the Sunset Strip, you weren't really there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, anything else you want to tell the listeners we haven't covered yet?
1: Um, I would just say uh, follow Attila on Spotify or whatever music you use, because we uh, we drop a new single every month, and we'll have a new album out early 2024. So, Constantly nice. releasing new music. Uh, just a week ago, we dropped our newest single called "Fuck You Forever." Um, I like it. So yeah,
0: and you know, once a month, I think that's so cool because, like, sometimes nowadays you have some bands will drop a single like once every six months and not even an album. Like, I want, I want more. I want more.
1: Yeah, people, pe- people's attention spans are just short, so they don't digest full albums like they used no. to. But singles are just easy to check out, real quick.
0: I think it's better sometimes. Like, I, I go both ways with it, but it's better some ways with just dropping the singles because people will like songs they may not have liked before because they don't listen to the whole exactly. album. Exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. And that might have been track eight and they wouldn't have gotten there, but you drop it as a single and now now they love it.
0: Exactly. Well, it's been a pleasure. I'm so happy you're here at Aftershock, and thanks for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man.
1: Yeah, thanks, Pipe Man. What's up, everyone? This is Franz from Attila, and I'm with the Pipe Man at W4CY Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man. On W4CY Radio.